Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports this afternoon with Kent Sterling, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933 for the best dentist in the world, Dr. Mike O'Neill. All right, I want to talk about a couple of things this afternoon. I just got some information that I don't like. It's from a very reliable source. First, let's talk about what was done correctly, I believe, a little bit earlier today by the IHSAA, saying that fall sports are on course to proceed as scheduled. On July 31st, girls golf can begin practice. And then on August 3rd, all other sports can begin practice. This I think is good and it's prudent and it makes sense given the current coronavirus kind of landscape. I get it, especially throughout the entire state. There are areas of the state where coronavirus is a concern, but not an overriding concern, and schools are scheduled to open on schedule in a lot of these areas, so it would be heavy-handed and silly for the IHSAA to step in and say in all parts of the state, fall sports, especially contact sports in the state, need to cease or be delayed until a certain date. I think the IHSAA did exactly the right thing because the lessons learned during fall sports are really, really important in the development of kids. I was a fall sport athlete myself in high school, and what I learned from playing soccer, really, really important in my life, in my development, in my maturation, in keeping me away from doing other stuff, which I would have been doing. If kids are not kind of employed during those activities, what are they doing? They're in malls, they're in basements, they're on the streets, they're in pools, at least during the warm part of the, uh, of the late summer and early fall. They're doing other stuff together in an atmosphere that is not being managed and is not being controlled. I think it's better for the kids to participate in fall sports than to not participate in fall sports because the alternative I think is less safe. Does that make sense? Look, and we look at what's happened in Indiana. All right, yes, the sheer number of cases are up, but the percentage of positive tests is not up a great deal. The percentage 
of people in hospitals, not up. The number of beds in ICUs not being used for COVID, that is controlled. That continues to diminish. Fatalities continue to diminish. I'm not saying that we don't have a lot to worry about and a lot to respect, but if you keep high school kids in an environment that is controlled and where you practice social distancing, where maybe everybody wears a mask to the extent that you can while participating in sports, uh, that you don't travel a great deal, all these things, uh, we know, you wash your hands, you sanitize your hands, you do all this stuff to try to mitigate the, the prospects of getting coronavirus and, and making sure that you're staying as healthy as possible for those around you. We know that the odds of anybody under the age of 40 dying from coronavirus, minuscule, right? But they come in contact with the elderly and the elderly, it's a different story. So you've got to be respectful of that. But where better to instill that than at school during athletic activities? Tell me. And so what I've heard earlier this afternoon, I heard that the Marion County uh, Board of Health is going to uh, issue an edict that fall contact sports be delayed until at least October 1st. That includes football, soccer, and volleyball. That those sports are going to be delayed until August 1st based on a mandate by the Marion County Board of Health. That doesn't stretch over the entire state. That's just Marion County. And, and I think that it, it's, I, you got to do what you do, right? Uh, I don't think that it's right-headed. I think it's more CYA bureaucracy. And, and I, I don't agree with it because I don't think that it takes into account the alternatives that are going to be in play because of the suspension of sports, until, or suspense, suspension of contact sports until October 1st. Where are kids going to go? How are they going to be safe? Can you keep them safer away from sports? Are they safer than in practicing and preparing to play sports? I just don't think it's right. I don't, I don't think that they're thinking clearly. I, I think that they're playing CYA with this, and that's way different from CYL. CYA is a different animal entirely. I, I applaud the IHSAA for doing what they did. I decry the Marion County Board of Health for doing what they are reportedly going to do tomorrow. I hate that that's going to happen because I think it puts more people in peril. I don't think it's a good thing, ultimately, to not play football. I get that football is a contact sport. And with football, it is really difficult to control the spread and to mandate social distancing. I get all of that. But are they going to be safer? Are our children going to be safer participating in whatever they do that's away from football, volleyball, or, or soccer than in playing those sports. My feeling is they would be better off playing those sports. There's room to disagree, but um, you know what? And I'm not an epidemiologist, but I do know behavior and I do know behavior of high school kids. And I can tell you what I would have been doing had it not been for high school soccer in high school. What I did in high school wasn't great, even playing high school soccer, but I'd, I'd still have been around my teammates I just wouldn't have been engaged in the healthy activities of playing soccer. I would have been engaged 
in some of the non-healthy activities, or at least let's, let's say not non-healthy, but let's just say the more social aspects of evenings that occurred when I was in high school. Uh, I, I would have been doing more of that and less of soccer if it weren't for soccer. And so soccer was a good thing for my health. Soccer was a good thing to keep my mind occupied. It gave me something to look forward to each and every day while I was at school. And not having that would have been deleterious to my high school education, period. And so when you take things like that away, I really think that you've got to look hard at the consequence of, of making that, uh, taking that action. You have got to really examine it and you have to understand exactly what consequences you're putting in play and not thinking, hey, if we don't and somebody gets COVID and then the grandparent of that kid gets COVID and dies, we're on the hook for that. Look, you need to look at it differently, Marion County Board of Health. You need to look at it as though whatever happens in our streets, in our malls, in our basements, in our pools, everywhere that high school-aged kids congregate, now that's on you. All right, let's talk about Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo's got a decision to make with the Indiana Pacers. To this point, he had made the decision, or at least it has not been made public. I would assume it will not be made public until Victor has a meeting with Nate McMillan and Kevin Pritchard to talk about his decision. Other, what happened the last time, and this was before everybody went down to Orlando, Vic kind of decided, I'm not going to play. And so he, on social media, he shared that with everybody. Nate McMillan found out at the same time I did. That's embarrassing to the Indiana Pacers. So they had to talk with Victor Oladipo. Now, what's going to happen with Vic is he has got to weigh the pros and cons of playing. Now, if he plays, he gets about $3 bucks. If he doesn't play, he's not getting that $3 bucks. If he plays, he's going to earn the respect and admiration of his team. If he doesn't play, everybody's going to talk a good game but they're going to understand that Vic opted out when he was able to ball because he's a businessman and he's also a basketball player, but maybe a businessman first. I don't think if I was a teammate, I wouldn't respect that a lot. I would say all the right things in the media, but I wouldn't respect it. That's not good for Vic. Now on the other side, Vic Oladipo is coming into the final year of his four-year contract with the Indiana Pacers that they inherited from his time when he was in Oklahoma City. That contract will pay Victor Oladipo $21 million next year to play either in Indiana or with a team that Indiana trades him to. Otherwise, he is going to either sign an extension here or become a free agent. Now, that max deal with the Pacers could be five years in the neighborhood of $150 million if he signs the extension with the Pacers. If they do a sign and trade, he can get that deal uh, someplace else, I think. I, I don't, he, he's on his third team. So is he up for a, uh, you know, the max kind of deal that Michael Connolly had when he was with the Grizzlies? I don't know. But anyway, four or five years, $120, $150 million, that's a lot of money. If he plays these eight games and the playoffs, and he re-tears that, uh, that tendon, that quad tendon. He's got a problem because he's not going to play for a year, right? It's going to take him a year at least to get back on the court, which means he's going to enter free agency without having shown his health. 
that is going to cut into his earning potential enormously to the point where a team might want to give him a one-year show-me type contract. That's a hell of a lot different from four or five years at about $30 million a year. That's a lot of money that Victor Oladipo is thinking about forfeiting in order to be a good teammate and get the $3 million up front that he would get for participating the rest of this season. That, you know what, I would say, I'm playing. I signed my name to a contract. I'm healthy enough to scrimmage. I'm sure as hell healthy enough to play. I love playing. This is the way it is. One of the things that Michael Jordan did that was really, really smart, really prescient, as he built his brand as a basketball ambassador and as a marketing giant, is he had in his contract with the Chicago Bulls a love of the game clause saying that wherever he was, he could stop and he could play. The Bulls, the NBA could not keep him from playing pickup basketball. If he wanted to play basketball, by God, he was going to be able to play basketball. That, a lot of people inferred at the time, meant that Michael Jordan loved that game and he loved competing. That meant a lot to us. And that helped cement his brand in our minds as one of a love for basketball. Victor Oladipo, if he opts out, We are going to question his love of basketball. We are going to question his reasonability as somebody who signed a contract. We're going to question his loyalty as an employee and a teammate. We're going to question a whole bunch of stuff that he doesn't need questioned, at least not in central Indiana. In some places, maybe they get it. Maybe they think we're all free agents. We're all independent contractors. We can do whatever the hell we want with our lives. In some places, in central Indiana is one of those places. What we think is that when you sign your name to a document, it means something. And when you love a game, it means something. When you tell people something, it needs to be the truth. Those are uh, truths that we hold self-evident in central Indiana. It may not be the case many other places, but here you violate trust once and you have violated trust forever. That's the way it works. So if Victor Oladipo wants to stay in central Indiana and he wants that max deal, whatever it is, with the Indiana Pacers, he's got to play these last eight games of the regular season and the postseason. And he needs to ball out a little bit. Yesterday, 10 points on 16 shots. That isn't going to get it. He needs to play if he wants to stay. If he wants to go, you know what? Do what you want. It's up to him. He's got to make the decision, right? But before he makes a decision... He's got to tell Nate and Kevin because that is only cricket, right? Anyway, this has been – I'm just sick about the loss of, of contact sports in the fall as mandated. It's been uh, reported to me by somebody whom I absolutely trust in this uh, – in the you know, with that information that they are going to take away fall sports until October 1st. I think it's just incredibly wrongheaded. And, and I hope that at the very least, as they sat and made this decision, they recognized the potential chaos and tumult that could be caused for football players and their families in Marion County because it's going to be substantial. And the decisions made by those kids who would otherwise be playing football, I think that's on the Marion County Board of Health as long as what I have been told is true that they are going to delay the start of contact sports at soccer, volleyball, and football until October 1st. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow, 
8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15 on Periscope and Twitter. I cannot wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. 317-849-2933. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.